Well, hello, hello, hello. What's up? Welcome to the Friday Night Podcast for Friday, August 26th, 2022. How is it that you all are doing? Um, oh gosh, back from vacation. I swear every single time, and this is a true story, every single time my plane lands and I'm, you know, I've survived, I always say, oh, thank God, no crash. Thank God we didn't crash. Yeah. Always. Man, plane rides are different. I don't say that after a car drive, but, it's, well, it's... <laughs> Maybe if someone's driving like a maniac, then I'd be saying that shit, I don't know. Um, but it's, it's weird, because, like, I love planes. I love aviation. I, I, I freaking... I play flight simulators very frequently, actually, as well. So it's like, where does this, like... Yeah, it is a fear of flying. It, it's not a super heavy fear where I would just scream, ah! You know, but it's definitely some, like, it, it does feel uncomfortable. It does make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it sure does. But anyways, I hope you can hear me fine because now I'm obviously outdoors, which means it's the first Friday Night Podcast that is outdoors. That's right. Because uh, I had to pause it because my mom just came home and she said, you know, I got to get, get some food. So that's what I'm doing now. Getting that chicken. And those french fries, right? They keep going up with those prices, man. I swear. But it's just so good. You know. Um, but yeah, back in Germany. And I love I love coming back to this country. You know, I love I love Germany. I really do. It's beautiful here. It's a great place to live. It really is. And uh, yeah, when Americans always say, "Oh, America is the greatest country in the world," I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, Bill Burr once said this, and he's absolutely right. That you know. When pe- whenever people say that about their own country, is chances are that the best country in the world is not the one that you live in. Yeah, I mean, there's so many countries. I guess you're just used to that way of life that you would say such a thing. I think, objectively speaking, Germany is actually a better country than the United States of America. The U.S. Man, you guys have too many hardcore problems over there. Also, constantly going into wars, getting into wars and all. Racism, you know, police brutality, burglaries, um, robberies, shootings, racism in general violence in general I mean you could I can I could go on and on you know a healthcare system that doesn't really work it's yeah because not everybody has real access to it but here in Germany there's a public healthcare system that is provided to I believe everybody actually and they don't really have to pay pay extra or at least it's not much if you have to pay Something, I don't know, I'm not on my own two feet yet, <laughs> to be honest, so. But yeah, even Germany, I wouldn't say is the greatest country in the world. I don't know, Ireland might be better. I'm going to make this in, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some pauses. Because I'm on the street, you know, and I don't want to, like, I'm not an attention seeker. Alright, so moving on. I've just paused it. Can you tell? I don't know whether you can tell. But our greatest country in the world, I was talking about that. 
Ay, ay, ay. That was a bit, bit of, <laughs> that was uh, interesting at the roundabout. Could you hear the, the beeping? Yeah, well, there's this one, one like Mercedes that like pulled in on the outside, right? But it's just a one, one lane roundabout. It's not a two lane one, no. So anyways, he, he pulled in, I guess, too late. And then the Audi, who was driving on the inner one, got pissed the fact that he would do that. So he beeped and then he freaking reached his hand out. <laughs> ah, the, yeah. You would, you have to film those moments. Yeah. By the way, am I the only one who also really loves watching Road Rage uh, on YouTube? That's one of my favorite things to do. Road Rage. Yeah, when people just get upset. I should do that like once. Uh, as in a like a series when where every once in a while I just go out, I drive, have like my friend with me filming me while I just drive around and get upset at literally everybody. Because that's basically me on the wheel. Yeah. That would be hilarious. At some point, at some point, I want to do that for sure. You know, drive on the autobahn and then just get upset. Because that's what I do. It seems that I'm one of the more upset drivers. I don't like scream. No, I just get very annoyed <laughs> and angry. But uh, greatest country in the world. I mean, there's so many. I think Germany is in the top 10. I really do. Germany's safety record is is pretty good, I think, for the most part. Yeah, crime is not too bad over here. Um, I think also economically, of course, Germany is very strong. Uh, the education system is, I think, is probably quite good, comparing to other countries in general. And it's uh, definitely one of the best places in Europe, 100%. Um, yeah, like I said, Ireland, you have to go with them as well. They're terrific. The people are great over there as well. The economy is thriving and that's a great, that's a great place to live for sure. Also, Singapore, I mean... As far as I know, the safest country in the world, barely any crime is committed over there because you have literally, like you have surveillance camera, cameras literally everywhere and punishments are very tough. And for someone like me who very much so abides by the law, that would be great for me. So I think that's a great country too and if you're top priority if your top priority is safety Singapore is the place to be for sure number one uh, what else I don't know about England because they do have quite some crime over there like London and other places of course a lot of stabbings yeah all right I'm home now Alright, so I just ate my chicken and french fries, I'm happy, I'm well fed, I feel good, let's continue this podcast, and now I'm alone here so I can now do this in one bit, alright, so we Gucci now, that's right, okay, cool, so, greatest country in the world, it's tough, because you got great countries like Germany, Germany is a great country, undeniably, um, Ireland is a great country, Ireland is a oh dude it's the out of all the countries that I've visited which is I haven't visited a lot of countries I visited like six maybe which it's actually not too bad um Ireland has been the best one where I was like dude this is this is the best country because of the people man the people are great the people are so nice they're gen genuine. They're genuine people. They're warm people. 
They're genuinely friendly, polite, helpful. They're awesome. I love Irish people. They're the best people I've ever met. Um, combined, or at least combined with like Turkish people, because Turkish people are also very, very warm. Um, yeah, for sure. And they'll also help you out and yeah, absolutely. The, the, but, uh, speaking about Ireland, because Ireland is also economically, of course, way stronger than Turkey. Because Turkey, man, they're struggling economically and the people... That's why I'm not taking Turkey into the consideration of one of the greatest countries in the world because they're financially not very well off. People are struggling. They're not happy. They're not living comfortably. They're really struggling big time. I looked at the car prices. They're ridiculously expensive. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I, was, I saw like an Audi A4 or A8 or A6, I don't know, with like, I don't know, f a ridiculous amount of kilometers on it to the point where I wouldn't even pick one up. And that car cost like, uh, converted, like 35,000 euros, which is insane to me. It was an ordinary car with way too high of a mileage. And of course, on Turkish roads, which is Turkish roads, a lot of them are not good. Infrastructure in Turkey is nowhere near as good as it is in Germany, for instance. Now, I know that's a bit of a an unfair comparison because Germany, hands down, must have like the one of the top three best infrastructures in the entire world. Uh, the roads here are so good compared to America. America has a lot of bad spots when it comes to their infrastructure for sure they also have some very nice roads as well of course but turkey does as well you know in istanbul there were some very nice roads that were clean and very smooth um but turkey uh, india um i guess kazakhstan Well, you, I mean, Ukraine, that's now, I guess, yeah, that, that's not fair. But they, they tend to have pretty damn bad roads. Probably a lot more than that. Romania, Britain, actually, Great Britain, from what I've heard. Because that's why Aston Martins are so good on the road. Like, even in bumpy roads. Because the thing is about car manufacturers, they always test out their cars in their home country right and Aston Martin is a British company so they test them out on British roads and which means an Aston Martin has got to be good on British roads so that's why that's why they feel pretty good when you drive them so they, they get the suspension just right um, yeah but uh, dude we were on some crazy roads you know we were in a car, um, Volkswagen, was it Passat, right? With, I believe, a hundred, yeah, 150 horsepower, I asked him. He said, he told me that. And we drove up a hill. Uh, he really wanted to show us this hill. And I was really excited about it, too. And it was ridiculously steep. I've never been on a hill this steep before. It was an automatic uh, transmission, uh, transmitted car, so wasn't too big of an issue, but he really had to step down on it. He had to floor it. And, uh, that was a very steep hill. Honestly, I was, I was like, damn, this is extreme. Like I've never seen a, a, a <laughs> hill this steep in Germany ever, ever. So I was, uh, let's just say, quite impressed by that, by the insane, insane <laughs> hill uh, that we were on. We dro drove it downhill and then we drove it up, uh, back uphill, and that was nice, but also kind of scary in a way. I was like, damn, dude, what if the, the car's like breaks 
um, fail, crap up, or or if the accelerator all of a sudden, or if we don't have enough power to make it back up, it's like. But it was cool. It was it was very cool. Um, but the only reason why it was cool is because I trusted the driver. Because I knew the driver. I was like, all right, when when this guy's driving, I feel safe. Because you know, when somebody else drives, man, you like your life is in their hands, literally in their hands, because they have the wheel in their hands, you know? Uh, all right, it's always bad when you have to explain a joke. All right, this, all right, let's just move on, all right? All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. I gotta watch a Matthew McConaughey film again, man. Got to. Speaking of films, I just, finished watching the TV show Better Call Saul man did my review ah dude you know what the thing is cuz you know I went on vacation having recorded a bunch of videos but I didn't edit them so now I have to edit all these videos and of course I want to film new videos it's just like ah dude it's tiring it's annoying yeah but it's also kind of uh, nice in a way like if you don't really have time to watch something but you can still edit them and upload them so in that way it's still good but i'm way behind schedule because i schedule everything out i plan videos years before out you know i already know what i'm gonna do in like 2023 and 2024 video wise and i also have plans for what I'll do in 2025 and 2026 maybe 2027 so I plan way ahead as you can see like five years ahead I plan uh, and I don't think I don't know anybody who does that at least not with the YouTube videos right that is if I if I maybe may be so bold as to give myself a little bit of credit I think that's pretty impressive yeah, um, let me actually talk about the thing that I've kind of been somewhat quite excited for to talk about this week on the Friday Night Podcast. It's going to be the main topic, uh, which is, oh yeah, before we talk about it, greatest country in the world, I don't know. And it's kind of impossible to determine because everybody's priorities are different. Some might say safety is the most important thing to me. Well, then to you, the greatest country in the world will be Singapore. Others will say, all right, to me, be having all different kinds of cultures around me is the most important thing. Then the United States of America will probably be the greatest country in the world for you. If you want a financially strong, economically strong country, um, then a country like Germany or Ireland will be the best country uh, in the world for you. So it's very tough. Mm. Yeah, you're just going to have to decide for yourself which you value most. And of course, it's also based on how like you grew up. Um, how you... Yeah, the culture that you grew up with. Because based on that and all the life experiences and also based on the personality that you have, you'll have a different answer for which the best country in the world will be. So all of that is, uh, I believe the word is dainted or... Yeah, it's determined by so many factors. Uh, that's very difficult to g give uh, somebody a, a definitive answer because even if you say like Norway, oh, if you say the greatest country in the world is Norway, well, I just would um, assume that there's a lot of white people over there. Is the same ex is the experience the exact same if you're black or brown or Asian, huh? Is it, is it then still the best country in the world? Or is it just for you as a white person? See? See how, how it changes? Yeah. 
that can really shake up the plot big time. Or Iceland, same thing there, and so on. So, I don't know. But that's such a wild discussion you could have with someone. Um, that would be pretty interesting. Like if I debated for my country, which is Germany, debating with somebody else, like from the United States of America, and us give it making like good and great points for our country, like Germany versus U USA. We have the best military. Of course, if you if you want to talk about, oh yeah, I feel the safest if my country's military is the best. Well then, yeah, sure, go ahead, United States of America, you win all day long. Yeah. It's just true. It's just true, but you gotta, you gotta worry about China and Russia. Um, they're definitely, they're very, very strong. And if the US don't, like, freaking catch up, because they're behind on some of the things, right? Like hypersonic missiles and all. Um, yeah, well then, the US will be overtaken. And it cannot even be super close. It cannot even be, like, if, even if it's close and the US is still up, up front, that could still not be the case. The US has to be up front by a lot in order for for there to not be a uh, world leadership change, I suppose, you, you, if you want to call it that. Or a global police change, yeah? Because I'm cool with it being y y USA. Yeah, I don't have any issues with America. I love America, actually. Um... Uh, but when it comes to like Russia and China, I, I don't think for me as a person who has been who has grown up in a Western society, I don't think I would love it very much to be in a world, live in a world dominated by a global superpower such as Russia or China. For me personally, I don't think it would be because of the way I grew up, you know? But I'm sure if you live in Russia and love it there, or China, you would have, maybe you would love it even more. I don't know, or maybe not, because once you're the global superpower, number one in the world, all the other countries are chasing you, and all of them are like making threats to you and all that shit, and you'll constantly be involved in other, wars and all that so i don't know whether exactly whether you want to be number one like maybe you shouldn't chase that you should just deal with what you have and focus on making your country great for your people for the people who live inside your country focus on that you know yeah well anyways Andrew Tate is what I wanted to talk about because uh, last week I I wasn't negative on Andrew Tate. Uh, the reason why I wasn't is because I get the kind of person that he is. First of all, I want to say this. I want to ask the people who get like super offended by Andrew Tate. I want to ask him this. Or at, or at least I want to tell you this, all right? So when I was in school, I'm sure this is a very familiar feel, uh, situation that a lot of you have had. I am sure you have, you were around people who have said some wildly inappropriate things in very direct, offensive ways, and you were just, just there like, can't believe he said this shit. But all right, I'm still going to talk to that person. That was me. Like, even if somebody said something wildly outrageous that I totally didn't uh, agree with, 
I would still keep on talking to that person. Because why not? Why just shut out somebody like that? I don't think that's right in a, in a civil, uh, civilized society to just shut somebody out. Even if they go perhaps way overboard. Keep them in the conversation. Debate them by all means. Bring them your viewpoints. Impress with arguments. Don't look for praise and prestige after perhaps thinking that you've won the argument, won the debate. Don't do that either. No, just come forward with your position. Defend it strongly though. And don't look for like public approval. All right. Be your own man or woman. That's right. So that's how I look at it. And when it comes to Andrew Tate, I look at him like a comedian, like I view a comedian. When a comedian like Dave Chappelle or Bill Burr or, or Paul Verzi or George Carlin or I don't know whoever uh, is on stage, you don't take them or Don Rickles. You don't like take everything serious that they say, especially Don Rickles. No. You just take it as a joke because you know it's a joke because you know that's what they're up there to do is is to tell jokes. Now with Andrew Tate, I look at him the same way, which is why I don't really have any problems with him because I don't take him that serious. Now I do think there's quite a bit of truth in the things that he says. And I think he is mislabeled as a misogynist because I truly don't believe that he is that because fact of the matter is I haven't heard of any rape allegations. None of that. Um, and I have and the, the things that he's been accused of, he's been cleared of like him being accused of having uh, holding a woman hostage in his basement against her will I've heard accusations like that the police like they, they literally swatted his house and they literally found nobody there that's right it was completely false and you know then also um him being um Accused of being a, an abuser because of a video where he like um, physically assaulted, I guess, a woman. Him, him being, you know, labeled an abuser and all that. Well, that woman, that same woman in that video literally came out and said publicly that that... Well, first of all, she was his girlfriend, was... And they were into that stuff. I mean, what you do in the bedroom is a very, that's a very private conversation. She didn't leak it. It got leaked somehow. Um, but yeah, that wasn't even like her bashing Andrew Tate. She literally came out and said, no, we're still friends. I, and uh, it was all consensual. That's actually very like genuine. If you have like some... Um, kinks, fetishes, whatever. That's a very uncomfortable thing. Uh, so a very uncomfortable thing to talk about publicly. I think about your sex life. I don't. I don't like that. Um, I, I don't like how that's how some people feel like they have to talk about it publicly because they've now been shamed publicly essentially and now you all, all of a sudden have to openly talk about your intimate desires because people make up some stupid bs about you that's so very very wrong um no i i will say this i do have an issue with kids watching andrew tate because i do believe that kids don't really understand that they'll take what you say um for reality and they'll think that 
that's how you're supposed to, for instance, treat a woman. He was clearly joking, but some people, and especially kids, are easy, to, um, easily misled by such things, and I think that's very wrong. I don't necessarily think Andrew Tate is the person to attack for that, though. I think the parents letting their kids just watch whatever they want, like Andrew Tate, like Squid Game, like, I don't know, Saw, you know, Chucky, all these kind of things that are completely horrific for children and they, they should absolutely not be watched. Deadpool, you know, all sorts of inappropriate things. I don't think any of this should be consumed by children. That's on the parents, though, playing video games that are not for them, you know? None of that should be consumed by children. I don't think it's the creator's fault, though. I think that absolutely is the parent's fault. Because a parent is supposed to look over their child as often as possible and talk to them. Talk about what they watch. Talk about what they play. Talk about what they do every single day. Like a family is supposed to. Like a... Um, Loving, caring, um, worried parent is supposed to. That's literally, those are the responsibilities of the parents, not of the people making such content. Are we just only supposed to um, create family friendly entertainment? So, no more uh, Grand Theft Auto. No more uh, Godfather, Goodfellas, Scarface, you know, no more, uh, yeah, mature stand-up comedy, just, just kid stuff, huh? Is that what we're gonna do now? Because parents cannot look over their children, because parents don't care about their children, Apparently, because parents don't have the control over their own child anymore. Hello, you are the parent. You have a lot of power over your child. If you don't like what they're doing on their phone, if you have suspicions, if you, if you think they're being on their phones for too long, you have the power to take that away from them. Because guess what? You are the parent. I don't understand like how some people, how some parents, a lot of parents, uh, kind of surrender before their child. They, um, all of a sudden, they're put into the situation where all of a sudden the child has more power than the parent. When in a store, the child all of a sudden cries because you said, no, we will not get this. The, the child cries, and then in order for, for the child to stop crying, you buy it. You, you have surrendered to the child. You gave in. You're letting, you're literally telling the child, baby, you are my master. That's wrong. And I am your slave. That's wrong. How are you supposed to make this a functioning human being, adult, that can stand on the, uh, their own feet? It's just, it's terrible. I, I, I think it's, man, you cannot let a child take over, all right? And you gotta take back control because you are the one who is supposed to take care of your own child. And so the whole kids argument thing with the Andrew Tate situation, I think that's on the parents. If their kids watch Andrew Tate, that's the parents' fault. Now, I do think that sometimes, perhaps, Andrew Tate could uh, give uh, someone a more, uh, give people a more, um, uh, how should I say this?
a more a, a richer answer you know a richer richer statements in a way there are a little more um uh encompassing of everything that makes sense i don't know that i essentially that, that look at situations from different viewpoints mm, i don't know maybe he could do that but not for me though for others i get what he's saying i understand him and i understand that a lot of it is exaggerated that many times he is playing a character and that you're only supposed to like look out for the um core messages which yeah so but when he i know some people say like oh what about his webcam cam girl business whatever now that i i don't like you know because i'm against like whole uh in general i'm uh i don't think the whole sex glorifying of sex uh, as a just uh I don't know, the way sex is talked about, it's not an intimate thing anymore. And I don't like it because it's supposed to be intimate. intimate. And I still view at it, view it as an intimate, pleasurable ex experience between two lovers, not just casual partners. And I, I do take issue with that. I, I think it's wrong that it's just talked about as this, yeah, whatever, let's have sex. That this whole casual sex sex thing is taken over. And I think that's wrong. But I don't know the ins and outs of the of the whole like business that he's accused of having. I don't really know much about that to be fair. But also, if the girls, if the women, if if it was all consensual, of course, if they were also adults. You know, I don't, uh, uh minors, that's unacceptable. Because they could not actually give consent. Um, unless you, if you're in some countries, but I don't like that. It should be 18 plus, if anything, right? But, um, if it's consensual, if you look at the law, that's then fine, right? I think, I don't know. But, um, so I guess he was like a pimp. Is what he's accused of being. Is that illegal? I don't know. I don't think it's morally right. Um, and I personally don't like it. Like at all. Uh, but. Is it illegal? Probably not. Um, is it illegal? I said. Probably not. I don't know. But uh, I don't want to get into that because I don't know much about it. And as far as I can tell, if he was guilty if of things, of any illegal acti activity, he would already be incarcerated, I think. But he's not, so I guess he's innocent. It's weird, but from what I have seen of him, again, I gotta stress this enough. Uh, I gotta stress this over and over again because there might be some things that he said where I was like, oh my days, this guy's crazy. I mean, sure, he said some... Again, it's the playing a character thing, being a comedian, because that's the way I look at him. And some people look at him like he's... like he's being Neil deGrasse Tyson or Jordan Peterson up there or Ben Shapiro. I don't look at him like that. I look at him like Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, Don Rickles. All three of these people I love. I love Don Rickles. I love Bill Burr. I love Dave Chappelle. They're all great. And that's how I look at Andrew Tate. As just a comedian. So, and I think if you actually look at some, more of his stuff, um... He's actually given some very good advice. Uh, yeah. On, for instance, discipline. Like, even Dwayne The Rock Johnson quoted him. What, what, there was one quote he gave. Uh, like, um, it's not about, 
I don't want to mess this up, but I, I still want to kind of, I, I'm paraphrasing here, right? So it basically said, it's not about the times that you go to the gym when you want to go to the gym. It, it count like those are not the times that it counts. It's the times that you do when you do not want to go to the gym, but still go to the gym. That's what it counts. So it's all about discipline. That's great advice. Getting your life together, structuring it, doing the things that you don't want to do. I'm struggling with it big time, big time. I've really struggled with it at university so far because I haven't really felt this motivation at all but you still have to do it and I didn't really do that so I really need to like take this advice to heart this is great advice um, he's also like helped out people who wanted to like commit suicide I mean that's great you know, he's also like donated to mental health, uh, you know, people and, and victims of sexual assault, but also he's also donated to um, people or men who are now in therapy for that, that they're being helped. So he's literally helping the the uh, criminal and the victim at the same time which i think is a, a very important you gotta help the victim 100 percent, but it's also very important in order for you to have a functioning society with a future to also help the um help in better the criminal which i mean of course one thing that uh, does come to mind is a clockwork orange Directed by Stanley Kubrick, which came out in the year 1971. I'm not quite sure that's the way to do it, though. Because there are some pretty damn drastic measures. But they kind of worked. It's just... That, that would have to be too extreme, too radical. It's an interesting, interesting... Uh, view of a dystopian future, isn't it? Though, you gotta, you guys gotta check out *A Clockwork Orange*. All right, that, that's a film that should definitely that should definitely be on your watch list, one hundred percent. And don't decide to not watch it just because it's a film from the year nineteen seventy one. Trust me, watch it, and you will find the value in it that I see. I'm sure of it, yeah. And yeah, Andrew Tate, and it's funny, man, because I had tagged him in that like podcast post that I had put up. I don't think he actually checked out the episode. I'm pretty sure he didn't. I'm like 100% sure he didn't check it out. But he saw my Instagram story. He saw my Instagram story. And then, just a couple of hours later, he was he, he was banned from Instagram, and Facebook, and then TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. All these platforms all of a sudden started like removing him from their uh, platforms, and uh, yeah, there, and he, he came out with a final message, you know, Andrew Tate final message or what he called it you know and i thought it's an hour long but i think it's a great video if you actually watch it he actually clears all the accusations that he have been put in front of him and he for one doesn't actually go super exaggerated but as you can really tell, this guy is smart and intelligent and he can talk. He, he has a very rich vocabulary. Uh, he has a good way with words. He knows what he's doing for sure. And I thought that video, that was actually, like, that was probably the first and so far only Andrew Tate video genuine and Andrew Tate's video that I've seen 
That was also the first long one of them that I've seen, to be honest. A lot of the rest have either been like... Well, there was one like video where you talk about God. Ah, uh, two I've seen like... I've seen a couple, but... Um, yeah, I think, I think he's an interesting character. And I think he's mislabeled for a lot of things. And people just hear somebody accuse somebody of this. Then they, okay, in their head, instead of actually doing the research and figuring this guy out psychologically, they just take that label that this one hater gave this person. They take that over and, and write that themselves. Then another person sees that, writes that as well. and It, it becomes a chain reaction to the point where people just believe it. Instead of actually looking it up. So. Uh, and it really has become unfortunate with this whole super. Oh yeah. Everything has to be so short. Like people's attention spans these days are ridiculously short. And that's a huge issue. Because instead of. Doing the research. Following it up. What they do is be lazy, not actually click on the article. No, we're only going to read the headline because that's just what you do. And sometimes the headline is completely false and does not reflect the article at all once you read it. So, yeah, um, and it all, man, all these things like Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube Shorts, all that has contributed to that, unfortunately. Shorter and shorter clips, everything has to be so short and just, it's unfortunate. And oh no, this movie is too long. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna decide whether I'm gonna watch the rest of the movie uh, based on the first five or ten minutes of it. Oh, I don't like that this show has an intro, so I'm gonna just skip it. That's what I'm talking about, man. I just, it's ridiculous. So instead of watching like a couple of long videos about actually getting a rich perspective, they'll watch, they, they'll still watch clips for that exact same time that it would have taken you for, for, for you to watch those couple of long videos they'll watch like a thousand or 100 200 300 short clips that still combined make up for the length of the couple of long but rich videos and that's very unfortunate but that's the society we live in that's the world we live in especially in the western world the eastern world where digitalization um is not well, it, it happened, of course, it's kind of unavoidable having a smartphone these days, but the way the process, the process is slower. And usually that's a bad thing, but in this case, it's definitely a good thing because there's been an, a, just an overwhelming amount of media just shoved down your throat, our throats. It's... It's become too much. And uh, taking the process a little slower, I think that actually benefits the benefits um, civilization, people. So yeah, that's my take on my take on Tate. Yeah, that's my take on the whole Andrew Tate situation. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting, and I really hope that if you guys are critical of Andrew Tate or don't even know who he is, because a bunch of people don't know who he actually is, or whatever, whatever you think of Andrew Tate or not, um, if you genuinely want to like, kind of know a little bit about the situation, you should definitely watch the video. You can find it on YouTube. A bunch of people have uploaded it since Andrew Tate's since since Andrew Tate's YouTube channels have been removed. 
That, that actually sucks because his car reviews were pretty damn awesome. I really enjoyed them. <laughs> yeah, he had like two car reviews. And I wanted to watch his Bugatti Chiron review. But I was saving that up I, and I was gone. I, I think maybe someone has re-uploaded it. I don't know. Yeah, but the, the way he was talking about cars, it actually made sense. And what he was talking about, like, he also knows what he's talking about in that sense. When he, for instance, had the McLaren 720S and then compared it to the Lamborghini Huracan, said that for a first supercar, uh, the Huracan is better because it was four-wheel drive. So it's easier that way. So you can just floor it. But the McLaren 720S, because it's rear-wheel drive and... The way is, uh, the way the car's power weight distribution is, and ratio is distributed. It's uh, it's kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah, it'll go a little crazy on the rear end, and it'll block essentially, kind of, and it'll the the tail will spin spin around. He's to totally right on that. And. Uh, yeah, these were honest reviews like he was talking about how the footrest on the the his Porsche 911 how it was uncomfortable after on a you know on a long ride like I've never heard anybody talk about the footrest like that before and I think that's amazing yeah well I don't know but uh, I think he deserves a lot more credit man and he's been uh mislabeled and I really like that he actually went into the accusations because what a lot of because what a lot of people do is they'll just um, they'll talk about all different kinds of things and blah 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 I came from this place and this is how I grew up but they don't actually get like properly get into the accusations and they don't actually then properly defend themselves in a way but he did it the right way, I think, because he like factually went against false accusations. The reason why I say it's false accusations is because he clearly provided evidence that those accusations were false. With video proof, actually. So, yeah. Interesting, interesting. I think that's it for the podcast, actually. We talked about the greatest country in the world. I only talked about the Andrew Tate situation after he looked at my story and then got banned a couple of hours later. Yeah. That was actually the very first time I ever like DM'd him because he said, uh, guess which car this is. Guess which car I'm about to buy next, right? He said, with a picture. And I said, Koenigsegg Gamera or Gamera. I don't know, Gamera, Gamera. And I was like, damn, that's the car. So that's the, the DM I wrote. <laughs> yeah. And that same day, the very first DM I've ever sent Andrew Tate, he got banned. It's like, did I do something wrong? I don't know. <laughs> All right. That's it for the podcast. Everybody, please stay safe. Take care and work on it.